What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory, on Twitter, at RealCodyMallory, joined by Anthony Dittmar on Twitter, at AnthonyDittmar underscore, and Joe Farrow on Twitter, at the Joe Farrow. Guys, the win streak died at two, but how are we feeling? <laughs> um, all things considered, I guess, the final three games, like, that much improvement from the 11 game losing streak. I felt like they, they should have won this one. Like the Wizards are under man's. Like obviously we are too, but you like to take one here, go on the All Star break, a three game winning streak. But all things considered, I think comparatively, it's like where we were last week. We're in a much better space. So I'm happy overall. Yeah. I mean, even with the L tonight, like our, the energy was so, was still fine. It was the same hard fighting Nets team that we've seen the last few games. It was rough, and we all knew that Ish Smith would end up killing us, but uh, <laughs> he just always seems to do that. But yeah, uh, for the most part, I'm not. I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, man, Ish Smith. I saw a video on Twitter of when he was at the Hornets in October or November. I can't remember which month it was, and he took over in the fourth quarter of that game as well. So he's got a vendetta against the uh, Nets, I think. I don't, but my man, like he was just pulling up from everywhere and everything was going in the fourth. He doesn't but, in the fourth quarter against us. He really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I literally, I tweeted like right before the fourth quarter started, I put out, I said, man, I am terrified of Ish Smith. And then he scored like seven points in a row. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the Wizards are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. I believe they're around 32% as a team. I think it's third worst in the league. Casually, they shot 12-24 against the Nets tonight for 50%, obviously. 
And the Nets did not shoot well. They were 14 of 38 from three and 36 of 89 from the field. And I just want to say, they kind of did the dribble handoff nonsense like they did against the Knicks in the first quarter the entire game. Yeah. And the Wizards were just selling out on it. And you know who the Nets missed tonight? Well, besides, obviously, the four stars that aren't playing, they really missed James Johnson, who was a really late uh, scratch from the lineup because he kind of got the offense going against the Knicks when he was able to get into the paint. What's your thoughts on that, Joe? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was you could definitely tell like when we we basically were resulting to dribble handoff and just contested pull ups all night long. And a lot of them were going in <laughs> for surprisingly. But James Johnson last game against the Knicks, obviously, he just added a whole nother element to what we were doing. And early in the game, we saw Blake Griffin do a lot of what James Johnson was doing against the Knicks. But then in the second half, we really just didn't go to Blake at all. And that really confused me. Because Blake was playing, yeah. Blake was playing very well before. In the first half, especially, he got a big block. He was very active on the glass on offense and defense. It was a, uh, it was just that was definitely puzzling to me. It was a game that we definitely could have had, but you know, Ish Smith had to do his Ish Smith things. Is he the number one neck killer of all time? Like for like players that aren't stars. He uh, really, honestly, he might be. He had a, uh, he he had fifteen points and six assists on seven for ten shooting tonight. Absurd. He, he just went bonkers. Like he just, and then Rui Hachimura was killing us. Also, he had twenty, and like yeah. nobody, like they were the second and third highest scores on the Wizards tonight. Um, well, first and third. Rui had twenty that led the team, and then Ish Smith with fifteen. The only person who had more than Ish was a uh, Corey Kispert, who shot the lights out four of six from three. Like it was. It, it was just like a by committee thing. They had, I believe, like six players in double or seven or eight players in double digits today. It was just like not one single person was killing us. It was just like, well, besides Ish Smith in the fourth, but a lot, a lot of them contributed. Yeah, Steve Nash said in his uh, post game presser, uh, reported by our good. Great friend Chris Milholland from Mets Daily, who we had on the podcast. He was great. Steve Nash said that James Johnson was a big absence for the Nets tonight, but Nash went on to praise the effort from his players in the loss, which kind of like Joe said, they played hard. The shots just weren't falling, and the Wizards' shots were. Simple as that. <laughs> Nothing to be concerned about. No one really hung their heads. Yeah, it was just like when you, run, when you run like 15 pin-down screens in a row, it's like – Come on, <laughs> like they're gonna, they're gonna figure it out eventually. It was just like, right. it was rough. Yeah, I think that the mindset to have is like all star break, reset yourself, and then like going into the second half, like that's when a thing it's like a sprint, like to get to the playoffs is a sprint because they're not in good position standing wise right now. Obviously, after that losing streak, they're still in the play in, like they're like the eight or nine. Like okay. they got to get themselves out of that play in and just like get their guys healthy and then get ready for the home stretch because. After the All-Star break, there's no more fooling around. Like not that they were fooling around, but like they can't take any game lightly. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end up getting a lot of our guys back after the All-Star break. And that's really when we're just gonna see like full continuity with the team start to form. And I'm excited yeah. for it. As I'm sure we all are. 
Steve Nash said after the game, there is no further update on when Kevin Durant or Ben Simmons will return after the All-Star break. I mean, yeah, yeah you can expect the vagueness. Like, if they have a week off, so, like, you know the Nets. They don't have to talk to you. They won't. So, like, don't expect any reports until, like, next Wednesday about anybody. Like, aside from, like, Patty Mills and three-point contests, like, I don't expect anything, to be honest. It's going to be slow in the Nets world, personally, unless, like, something catastrophic happens. I agree. And also, before the game, uh, Steve Nash was asked about Joe Harris and whether he expects to see him on the floor before further evaluating a second operation. And Steve Nash said he doesn't have a clear answer, but he said it is possible. So once again, more vagueness surrounding the Joe Harris situation. That was that shoot around before the game that Nash said that. Just That's just unbelievable, dude. <laughs> I just I can't believe it. Like I like, I know they're vague, but this is like the next level. Like what the hell, dude? Yeah. Like uh, it's it's very frustrating. If it was like a like last guy on the bench, if it was like Javon Carter, like something like okay, whatever. Like it's like it's okay. It's like our fourth best player, like our glue three point shooter. Like this is like a guy that could take us from like a really good team to like a championship team. Like with all of the shooting that we have, that's why it's infuriating in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't get what they're waiting for. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Unless they have, like, a strong indication that if they give him an extra two weeks off that he's going to be fine. But, like, if he's not, they just lost two or three weeks when he could have already had the surgery and been recovering. So, like, are they trying to make him miss the playoffs? Like, I just I don't get it. Like, I don't understand the timeline and why it keeps getting dragged out so long. Like, what are they waiting for? We're approaching three months. Like next week, I remember like around Thanksgiving he got hurt. So it's gonna be three months for something that was supposed to be like a week or two injuries, an ankle sprain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just don't get it. Like, I mean, obviously there's been multiple upon multiple upon multiple of setbacks, but at this point, like, why can't he do on? core activities now and see how the ankle responds and if it doesn't respond well then you just get the surgery over with yeah um i don't know if that surgery to end the season though so maybe that's what they're trying to hold that hope for that's right. maybe the thought process um i if they had any indication that like there's a chance to come back this year i think it's a mistake not to trade him unless they were going to get absolutely robbed in a deal where like it would made no sense you know what i mean like that's the only thing I would understand. Like, if you're just going to get pennies for the dollar, then I don't see making a harsh move just because, like, you know, I'm going to replace that kind of shooting. But if that the case is, like, they knew he was not coming back all year, it would be kind of a mistake, I felt like, to keep him on this roster if, like, that was, you know? Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe it was reported that he was getting surgery on November 29th. Um, and we are currently on February 17th. When was the initial? When was the initial injury? You know, when was the initial injury? Let's see. Because I'm on. Once he get hurt, it was against OKC. I know that. Let's see. Um, on ESPN Fantasy, that's why I just looked because it updates or whatever. Um, it said on November 21st. It said Steve Nash said Harris ankle won't be available for the games Monday in Cleveland and Wednesday in Boston. And he had missed so three games before that. With, he sprained the ankle on November 14th. Yeah, November 14th. He's played like, one, he's played like two weeks. Yeah, no, he was – I think he only played like four, like 13 games. 
That's nuts. Holy moly. I feel like he – like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a long season for the guy. Yeah, he played 14 games in the Mets so far. And the 14th game, he only played, like, 13 minutes because he got hurt pretty quick. Yeah. I think that if we don't get, like, a clear answer by, like, middle of March, like, how do you bring him back and get his legs under him before the playoffs? Like, you know? Yeah. How does that even make sense? The worse – the longer they drag it out, like, the worse and the worse and the worse I feel about it, like – Especially since they're not giving any answers. Like, if they thought he was going to be fine, you would think they would just say it. But they're just not answering the question at all. And I think it was Christian Winfield posted on Twitter. I can't remember which beat reporter it was. He was like, oh, once again, Nash didn't give us a clear answer on Joe Harris. Like, I'm going to ask him again tomorrow. And that's when he got asked to shoot around today. So, like, the beat reporters are pushing him for it, which they should be. Like, that's their job to find this stuff out. And Nash just doesn't blink. Like, he won't give any kind of update. It's frustrating for me. I'm getting like, a shady vibe behind the scenes, like, like the Joe Harris camp, thinking like the Nets might have done something wrong in the rehab process. That's the vibe I'm getting. So the way they're so vague about it, and then we're finding stuff out from like Chris Haynes, and then from like Joe Harris' agent. Like, that's kind of weird to me. It is very to say the least. I think. I, I think. Did you guys see what about the Andre Drummond thing today? I, like the Nets are trying to like test him out and see if they can keep him long term, at least a couple of years. I mean, I I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I didn't like. I, I don't know. I thought it was like a filler in the trade when initially happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't really think much of it. Like I think a lot of guys are pushing for Curry and Thibault, even though it's like an unrealistic package. But I think then he may be with, like the net center, like to replace the Jared Allen hole they had the last like yearish. It depends on if he's willing to take a pay cut for it, if he wants to keep winning. Or if I guess it depends how the season goes. Yeah. Honestly, I feel yeah. like, though, if you're an Andre Drummond and, like, you want to win, where's a better spot for him than with us, you know? Like, with all the shooting that we have on this team and the shooting, like, we're still going to have it next year. The only other guy on the team that can't, like, legitimately shoot besides, like, Drummond and Ben is, like, Bruce. And James yeah. Johnson, too. But, yeah. James Johnson <laughs> thinks – Well, Claxton, I'm assuming, isn't on the team next year. Oh, he said next year. Got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably. saying, like, if he wants to take a pay cut and stay to win, like, where else is going to set him up better than this? You know, where he could play a significant role. Yeah, I agree, honestly. Like, I remember last year I really wanted Andre Drummond after the Cavaliers buyout. And it was like, I was kind of know we didn't get him. Like, we got a lot of buyout guys, so I wasn't shocked. Like, we didn't get him, but still. Well, he's re- – I think he – like, only really – he's been a solid player. I think he was never, like, worth the max contract that he got early on in Detroit. But, like, aside from his half season with the Lakers, I think he's had a really solid, like, career, like, overall, in terms of, like, being good at what he does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's what? He's 28, and he's already top 10 in rebounds all time. Like – Oh, yeah. He's guys put in work. He averaged like 16.7 rebounds in a season. That's that's insane. Like, just absurd. He was actually uh, asked tonight and about his first week as a net, and his response was tired. (laughs) I'm tired, man. And then he (laughs) wanted to further explain that he's trying to get his conditioning back. He said. He's been on the bike after games and before shoot-arounds and running the treadmills to try to get back used to playing high minutes. Obviously, being the backup for Joel Embiid, he was only averaging about 18 minutes a game, and now the Nets are 
you're going to ask him to play closer to like 25 and 28, I would imagine. So you can see that he's visibly tired out there after like a four-minute stint. So the Nets are working with him to get him back so we can play. He can play that significant role that you guys were just talking about, but it's going to take some time. Do you think him and Curry are like happy about the trade? Like I know Ben's definitely happy, but like, do you think like they're like happy to have bigger roles? I guess Curry's role is kind of the same, but like Drummond's and them, do you think they're happy? They look it. I would say from watching them, or even if you look at their social media, everything they've been posting is about the Nets, their Instagram stories. You just watch them on the bench. I would imagine that anyone would be happy to play with Kevin Durant, except for one player. But we don't have to go into that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know I would okay. love to play with Kevin Durant. If I was an NBA player, he'd probably be my first choice. He doesn't want the ball in his hands all the time. He's obviously amazing. Did you like, see that one report today about Durant? Like someone like I don't know how true it was. It was like a, a leak that like Durant was shopping Harden himself because he thought he fell off as a player and that's what set Harden off. Really? I don't know if it's from, like the Harden camp. Are like what? I thought that was interesting. Like maybe he knew like this whole time that Harden wasn't the same guy he was like Houston. Can you imagine? I feel like that's the reason why like things fell down. That's why the fall happened. Do you know who that report came from? I did not see that. I didn't see it. I saw like a screenshot in one of like the um, group chats. Gotcha. It looked like from like a, like an article. Like it wasn't like someone's like BS tweet from like like a three hundred count follower. Yeah. What the follow up on it? I just saw like it was like a rumor. So like, none of these things are ever going to be confirmed, you know? Like, it's right. just, like, one of those things you can't find out behind closed doors. But I'm just interested to see, like, what, that, what the heck that's about. Maybe, like, honestly, like, it could have just been a forced fit. Like, we, obviously, on, pa- on paper, it looks great. But you never know how things work behind closed doors, personality-wise. I always felt, Dur- felt Durant and Kyrie were, like, they were always, like, the perfect match. They're both, like, kind of weird in, like, in terms of, like, like guys that, like, an NBA star, star scale. I feel like Harden was always, like, the odd one like not the odd one like the guy that didn't clash like off the court you know yeah he's kind of just there for like, like basketball purposes not like friend purposes like Durant and Kyrie that's I my favorite that. I'd rather people be for basketball purposes to be honest with you <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah I, but I get, clearly it doesn't work for um, a certain someone where they can't, they can't put that aside yeah <laughs> <laughs> A couple more takes on the game tonight. Uh, Cam Thomas struggled with his shot a little bit tonight after his heroics at Madison Square Garden. He was 7-17. Seven he still was able to score 20 points. Um, there was a replacement player chosen for the Rising Stars game. It was Bones Highland, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, Bones Highland. Um, so, I don't know. You guys think Cam got snubbed? Do you think his kind of Coming onto the scene came too late for him to make the Rising Stars game. Yeah, I think probably he, a little too late. Yeah, because he he was struggling like when he did play early in the year, and then he wasn't getting consistent minutes. So it makes sense. Bones Highland has been a big contributor for uh, I can't even I, Denver. I, I always yeah Denver. I always could uh, mix up him and the dude on in uh on the Pelicans for some reason. Um, Herbert Jones. Yeah, Herb Jones and Bones Highland. I always, I always mix them up. But uh, yeah, I feel like he just came on a little too late. He's had an insane month, and he's really proven himself this month. But and he's been pretty good ever since like mid late January. But like he, it, I think it was a little too late. Any other year, probably though, 
Well, I wouldn't say that because now they're just expanding the hell out of the Rising Stars stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it was. It definitely was a little late, though. I agree. Another player who was tremendous tonight, Marcus Aldridge, come, coming back from the injury has been amazing. Really hasn't skipped a beat. He played 28 minutes tonight, had 16 points, 5 of 8 from the field, 4 rebounds. Um, Patty Mills, it was great to see Patty Mills shoot the basketball better. He was 8 of 14 from the field and 5 of 7 from 3. For 22 points, he led the Nets in scoring. Um, obviously, he has that three-point contest on Saturday. Is the only player representing the Nets with Harding getting traded and Kevin Durant obviously being injured and not playing. Steve Nash went on to say he has his money on Patty in the three-point contest. Hold on, we have we have Jared Allen in the in the All-Star game. <laughs> we claim him. He's back on the Nets. No, we claim him still though. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> You guys find it weird how, like, we claim Allen and Levert a lot still, but, like, D'Lo, it's kind of like – like, we still claim him, but it's, like, kind of different. But, well, I don't know why. Most of them shipped around, like, seven more times ever since he left us. I mean, Levert, too. Levert's been on uh, – what, D'Lo went from the, the Warriors and Cat, uh, Warriors and T-Wolves, and the same thing with um, Levert, Pacers, Cavs. Yeah, D'Lo has also barely played, though. Like, Karras, when he got traded, he was with Indiana. I feel like we're just very fond of Jared Allen – and uh, Karis Levert because they got traded uh, like a year after D'Lo left. Like we kind of had yeah. to cope with D'Lo and like Allen is just like he left and became a superstar and Levert, he left and he had the whole issue with the, the cancer and then he came back and now he's teaming with Jared Allen again. So it's just, it's more like fresh in the brain. I think that is just that like, and the that we drafted those guys. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, so we don't have any games. We don't have any games to pick, but you guys want to throw in a little bonus pick and pick the who's going to win the three-point shootout? You only get a point if you get it right. You don't get a loss or anything if you get it wrong, but you can get a point. I'm going to look up the contestants. you say the contestants one more time? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So it's Patty Mills. Carl Anthony Towns, CJ McCollum, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Trey Young, and Fred Van Vliet. Did Van Vliet get hurt, or am I just imagining things? What do you mean? I thought he got hurt. Never mind. All right. So those are the contestants. I don't know anything about him not being in anymore. Okay. So those are the contestants. Uh, just so you know, Patty Mills and Van Vliet are tied with plus 440 and odds to win. And then it goes Trey Young, Desmond Bain, Zach Levine, Kennard, McCollum, and Carl Anthony Towns is last. <laughs> so I got to go first for this too? Yes, sir. Oh, man. I feel like I want to throw a wild card out. Even though I'm going to be pulling for Patty, I'm not going to pick him. Um, I'm torn between Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain. <sighs> I'll go with Desmond Bain. That's insane. All right, Anthony, you're up next, bro. You're uh, still ahead of me. I'm also um, pulling for Patty Mills, but I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet. Okay. Fred. Oh, man, I was going to pick uh, Trey Young, but this is a net 
Mets podcast, guys. We can't have all three of us not pick our boy, so I gotta pick Patty Mills. <laughs> can't all go against the Brooklyn player, you know? So I'm gonna roll with Patty. Do you guys want to watch Towns win this? Watch him win this. <laughs> Do you guys want to pick the dunk contest too, just for the hell of it? So we have something to talk about. Yeah. Let's see. Where is Who are the, the four guys? Let me find it real quick. This is a total crap shoot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got uh, Did you find it, Cody? Because it's not. Yeah, right. I got it. We got Obi Toppin, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Do I go reverse order? Yeah. I think I should pick first. You can't pick the same person as me. <laughs> Um, it's the Nets pod, but I'm gonna pick Obi Toppin. I think that guy Fuck. flies. <laughs> I was gonna take it. God damn, he absolutely flies. So I'm going with Obi Toppin. I think he's gonna put on the show. He's creative. I, I thought I was gonna go with him. Who are the other three options again? I know Scott Anderson. Who are the other two? Jalen Green and Cole Anthony. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cole Anthony. Yes, really. I thought I know Joe's picking Jalen Green. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you Jaylen. fucked up, my guy. I think I, I think I think I'm confident in Cole Anthony. Joe, who's your pick? Jalen Green. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of picking over Topping. But <laughs> dude, I fuck I love Jalen Green, dude. <laughs> yeah. You got a good one for picking third, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I really – but Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony can throw down. Like, he, he really can. I'm excited to see hey, that. Why don't we just do skills too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. All right. So you guys want me to read it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, they're changing the skills challenge, I believe. Are they? It's, three, it's three teams as opposed to individual players. Oh, that's... so it's team on ten Tenkupo with Giannis, Benesis, and Alex. <laughs> team Cavs with Jarrett Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley, and team Ooh. Brooks with Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. So we each get one team, right? And we go in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> so why do I never get first? I should get the first choice now. You're stuck in the middle, dude. <laughs> that's not fair. I should get the first choice. No, I, I think I want first choice on this one. I really do. <laughs> wow. Who would you pick if you had first choice, Anthony? Team Cavs. Yeah, screw you. I'm taking Team Cavs. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, wait, the other one's Team Australia. You said who's on Australia? Gideon, who else? No, 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 no. There's a Team Rooks. It's Scotty oh, Barnes, Cade wow. Cunningham, and then Josh Gideon. That's a, and that's then a, it's the, that's a good team. Give me, the, give me Team Rooks. I'm, God damn it, bro! I got Giannis and two players that shouldn't be in the NBA. I that's why I like Giannis in that, but I don't like the Nasus or the other one. So yeah, I'm good. Well, I the other one's still Alex on the Lakers. Is. is he still in the league? No, I don't. Think I know he was on the Lakers. I don't think he's in the league anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Unless he's a unless he's like a two way on the Bucks. I don't know. But, oh okay, come on! Guys. They got him too. They got to really stop. So so sum it up. I have Desmond Bain in the three-point contest, Jalen Green in the dunk contest, and Team Cavs. Yep, Cody yeah. has Patty Mills in the dunk contest, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Patty Mills in the three point shootout. Patty Mills ain't dunking nothing. <laughs> Obi in the dunk contest and Team Unted and Kumpo for the skills challenge. And then Anthony has Fred Van Vliet in the three point contest, Cole Anthony in the dunk contest, and the rookies in the skills contest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Let's oh, pick the other two things, but we can't because only two options. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting screwed out of another crappy entry, so we're going to not pick those. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so. Celebrity next, All-Star game? Celebrity All-Star stop game? It. Absolutely <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I got Jack Harlow. <laughs> So, our Nets are 31 and 28, the eighth seed at the All-Star break. That's not great. They're two games back out of seven. They are two and a half out of six, which is the Celtics. And then three and a half behind Philly, four behind Cleveland, and four and a half against Milwaukee. And then seven behind Miami and Chicago for first. You guys still think they can get in that top, let's say, four or five in the East? That's why they're ceiling. I think five is probably the ceiling. I'm hoping we get to five because, as crazy as it sounds, I would like to play the Cavs in the first round as opposed to the Bucks if we fall to six, if we get up to six. And Ooh, then- oh, my God. We're walking the first round. Oh, my God. Please, uh, can we not get that? I really don't want to That's what that. I'm saying. Yeah, or I believe in order are what Heat. I don't remember who exactly is two, and then I know three and four are are Bucks and then Cavs. Oh, Bulls are two. Yeah, and then we keep it one. And then yeah, and then, uh, it, then it's Philly five, Celtics six, us seven, and Hornets or no, or whatever it is. I don't know. We're, wait, you guys want to do a quick ranking of like top those teams ahead of us, like how we think we like like size size up, size up against them real quick or no? Well, I will confidently say I think we size up better than anybody at full strength. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, we could be in a situation where the Nets could play first round and then they could play Chicago. <laughs> and then they could avoid Milwaukee and Philly until the Eastern Conference. Imagine if you get I want Philly, Philly. I want Philly in the Eastern Conference finals, but I don't think they're going to get there. I think Philly is actually more beatable than the Conference beatable. I think Philly is the worst than Chicago. I agree. Yeah, I mean, DeMar DeRozan is. That man is just on an absolute tear. So, anything else you guys want to talk about before we sum it up, end it, head into the All Star break? Nice week off for the Mets, very much needed. Um, I think we just wait for our guys to get healthy, come back in the second half, really just rise up the rankings, their standings, and. Not much else to say, man. It's just a matter of getting all our guys healthy and let's go, Patty, in the three point contest. Oh, but mandate change, too. Mandate change. Yeah, mandate. And that's got 23 games left coming out of the All Star break. 
aren't like 17 at home or something like that. Isn't it like a crazy number at home? Damn. There is a, there, <laughs> I feel like there is a decent amount at home. And there's a couple games. And there's a game in Toronto with Kyrie not eligible. I'm just saying, the Nets come back. They got Boston at home on Thursday, Milwaukee on the road Saturday, and then they have a back-to-back with Toronto. Then they play the Heat, and then they play the Celtics. That is a brutal stretch to come out of the All-Star break with, and I hope Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons are available, or it could be a very rough five-game stretch, in my opinion. Six, sorry, six-game stretch. Yeah, we're not going to do anything until like, until, like, a week from now. Like, until, like, probably Wednesday. So, we just got to chill. I think we got a little week to chill before we were in high gear for the rest of the season. It's no stopping then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're getting close to the finish line. Crazy. I feel like the season, like, just started. I wish the season just started with this roster, but unfortunately it didn't. Yeah. yeah. There was a point we were cruising at the one seed, so it's been a long year. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking about avoiding the play-in. Like, fuck. I know. I never would have guessed, I guess, this, like, going into the year, this is, like, no chance I thought this would happen, to be honest. But it's whatever. You deal with the hands you got with. Everything happens for a reason, so hopefully this team can come together because you have the best player in the world. Hope you get Kyrie back full-time, and then it's a, it's a scary team. Not gonna use the word anymore because I think we're gonna retire that phrase. But yeah, yeah, scary hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no one's gone. Nets world should also be dead because that was his thing too. There, oh, it was. You're right. I forgot about that. That's our hashtag though. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we'll be in the playoffs and use the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing would make right. me happy with beating Philly in the playoffs. Just saying. Yeah, true. Eastern Conference Final will make Joel Embiid cry walking in the tunnel again. <laughs> like collided with that famous shot that bounced on the rim for 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a good place to end. So once again, this was the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Cody, Anthony, and Joe. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the All-Star break. Get ready for the Nets to come out. 23 games left. Full speed ahead. Let's get out of that plane and get ready for the playoffs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.